I'm Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach, and I'm excited to share with you another episode of our podcast. As a reminder, we started this podcast to highlight local stories of faith and sports, and today I'm excited for you to hear a conversation with my friend Marquez Bird. He likes to go by his last name, Bird. He currently plays football at the University of Texas Permian Basin out in the Midland Odessa area. I recently met Bird at a middle school Fellowship of Christian Athletes camp that you heard about um, a couple episodes ago from Grace Olson and Miles. Um, Bird was uh, actually Miles's group leader there, and that's how we connected. Um, he's originally from a small town, Navasota, Texas, near uh, College Station. He loves Jesus, has a powerful testimony, so let's jump right into his story. Well, thanks for joining me today, Bird. Uh, thank you for having me, Stuart. You bet. So let's start off with uh, just giving the listeners a little bit about your background, a little bit about yourself, um, where you grew up, any sports you played, anything about your family. Well, uh, I grew up in Navasota, Texas. You know, most people don't know what I said. That's like a small town, maybe seven, to 8,000. So best explanation of it is right outside of College Station, maybe about 20 minutes outside of College Station. But yeah, but... um. You know, I had I was blessed to have both my parents still alive. Um, we had um, three older brothers than me. One of them is thirty-one, I believe, is twenty-seven, and another twenty-six. Oh wow! And I'm twenty. Yeah, well, actually, I take that back. He's twenty-six, and the other one's twenty-five. I hope they don't hear that. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So we're I had three older brothers, so you know, I had a kind of a like I have to live up to their standards, you know. Yeah. You know, they have the older brothers. You know, I learned a lot from them, but I also have to, you know, I wanted to be just like them whenever I got older. But, um, yeah, we grew up in Navasota. Uh, I played, uh, when I got to high school, I played multiple sports. You know, I had to had the honor and prestige to play on the the, Navis- the two state, Navasota state winning teams there. You know, I won state in uh, 2012 and 2014, so that was a great feeling right there. So basically, that's what it is, you know, having a small town, having a small town atmosphere. That's when the, that's just like life growing up right there, definitely. Yeah. So I'll um, kind of tell, tell the listeners how we connected. So I mentioned in the intro that you were um, recently a leader at a middle school Fellowship of Christian Athletes camp. And um, I was there, Miles was, you were actually Miles's group leader. And that's kind of how, how we connected. And and I'll never forget asking where you're from, and you said Navasota, Texas. And um, my wife, being from Brenham, and I'm a mother-in-law in College Station, I've driven through Navasota a number of times over the last 20 years, and I think you're the first person I've ever met from Navasota. So it was just it was crazy. Um, so talk about um, serving with the FCA and why you choose to do that, because um, – Right now, you live in the Midland Odessa area at UT Permian Basin, so traveling back here for a middle school camp um, is quite the commitment, but you mentioned to me that um, you wouldn't miss it. You've done it for two to three years, so so talk about, you know, maybe what it's like to serve with FCA and why you do it. Uh, it's a great thing. I've been, this is my third year doing the Weekend of Champions, and uh, I'm planning on going back during the summer. But uh, I, I got connected uh, with Robert during my freshman year of college because they needed a couple guys to come. Like they needed some more guys, like guys, huddle leaders. And so me and a couple of them, uh, uh, guys from TJC that played football with me, was like, you know, we, you know, we would like to try it out, see what it is. And it's just, it's a great experience, you know, just to especially see, you know, kids got a place where, you know, away from their problems, you know, away from their troubles, 
but they uh, where they can just have like fun you know they can fellowship with other kids you know they can you know give their life to god it's just one of those things that really struck with me and it was just like man if a kid can have that i can have like i want to have that same feeling and so that's one thing that kept constantly been dragging me back that's one of the reasons i always constantly keep driven back to do it another reason is i just i see the impact that i bring to them you know mm. i might be going something through my life but the fact of me just being there you know giving my all you know talking to these kids you kind of see them as a it was like wow you know if you went through that you know i can continue to press through you know you know i might be you know i might be going to college one day you know so they just see that as a, a goddess so that's why honestly i continue to do it FCA camp, you know, I feel like God is leading me to, well, God is, well, God is leading me, but I feel like he's leading me for a purpose there for a reason. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love doing it. Well, I know, I mean, just the day and a half I was around, I mean, I know you had a major impact, so I appreciate you and all the other guys that come back and give up a weekend. Not everybody is willing to give up a weekend to spend with, six, uh, to, to spend <laughs> through with sixth through eighth graders. Um, oh, yeah, man. So I appreciate that. Um, yes, let's talk a little bit about your faith journey. I mean, you, you know, you mentioned your family. Did you grow up in a family of faith? And then at what age did you realize that, um, you couldn't rely on anyone else's faith? It had to be that personal relationship with Jesus. Well, so, um, I grew up, you know, I grew up knowing the Bible, you know, my uncle was a pastor, you know, my parents always took me to church. That was one thing we have to go to church always, you know? And so, for the longest, you know, me growing up, I just had one of those things, you know, well, I went to church, so I must have been saved, but I know I really wasn't saved. I never really gave my life anything like that. So I went through, there was just like certain points in my life that really made me understand what true faith means to God. But um, one of the reasons, or one of the, well, one of the, the things that really got me, uh, got me turned over to how I am now is, uh, I remember during college, you know, my freshman year, you know, a lot of people go into freshman year at college, you know, they just, they're there to experiment, you know, they learn a lot about themselves, you know, and Mm -hmm. I was just like that for every other college kid. Then it was just like, I was at the lowest point in my life right there. Then I had nobody else to turn to, you know, and one day I just broke out uh, my Bible. I was just crying. And uh, I remember I read uh, Philippians 4, 4, 6, and 7, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, yeah, give all your, it was like with prayer and supplication, let all your requests be made. And so that time I just prayed to God. I was like, God, I was like, I just need you to come into my life, honestly, mm. you know. I was like, I just need you to work, you know, continue to work in my life. And that's, and that actually brought me to how I got in the FCA. You know, it was just one of those things, maybe a couple months later, you know, that step led me into getting the FCA. Then FCA opened my eyes even more. And I was like, the fact if I'm seeing kids, you know, give their life, you know, I'm like, and they see how important, you know, that their future is to them. Why can't I do the same thing? And so life continued to work like that, you know, going after, uh, going after that is just like, I was like, I really need to continue to give my faith towards God, you know, because I can't do it on myself. Because, you know, there's times where I admit, well, I feel like I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. And the minute I do that, it's just like, gotta, gotta snap me back in reality. It's like, you can't do it. And so I battled with a lot of stuff, you know, depression and all like that. Then it was just like, especially that last uh, FCA camp I did during the summer, um, it was one of those things God just told me. He really opened up my mind, uh, opened up my eyes upon it, and it was like, hey, you got to get serious on it, you know. It's either me or you can live your earthly flesh. And so I was just, at that point, I was like, God, I was like, use me to the fullest, whatever you want. 
And so from that summer, that uh, that summer camp during the summer for MCA, I really just turned my life over to God at that point. I was like, how are you going to use me? God, just continue to work in my life and continue to use me. So that was just one of those things, you know. Uh, and that's probably in my, I'm trying to think how old I was, maybe 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was 19. <laughs> so at that point, I just really decided to work fully for God. That's a, that's awesome. So uh, one more thing from the FCA camp. Um, Miles and, and another friend, uh, Grace Olson, were on an episode um, a couple weeks ago talking about their experience at FCA camp. And one of the things Miles mentioned was that you as his group leader had them memorize a scripture related to being thankful, being thankful in all circumstances and how much of an impact that had on him. And he said that you would, you know, at the end of each competition, you would talk to the kids, to the group about, you know, just being thankful for the opportunity to compete, just to to be out there. So um, why is that so important to you? And why did you feel um, that it was that important that every opportunity you had in the two days with these young men to just pour into them about being thankful? Well, because it, uh, it was one of those things I was reading the Tim Tebow book, and uh, he was talking about the lost, um, I think it was when he was at Florida, I forgot. It was the year he won the Heisman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember he was talking about a loss, and then, uh, one of the guys that interviewed him, and then he was talking about the fact that um, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18, he was like, in all things, give a, uh, he was like, give her, uh, he was like, uh, rem- uh, man, I'm sorry, I went blank for a second. <laughs> Okay. One of my favorite. Yeah, he was just um he was in first Thessalonians five eighteen. He was just letting them, you know, just saying he was like, even though we lost, you know, I still have the gift that God gave me, you know. I still have the talent that he gave me, you know, I still have breath. You know, he was like a lot of people don't have that. And he was like, There's a lot of stuff outside of football that so many people go through. So I was like, just the loss, you know, ain't really ain't really gonna hurt me like that, because you know. I'm still going to go home. You know, I'm still going to be in college. I'm still going to go, like, have all this stuff. And so when I was reading that a couple years back, I was like, man, I was like, I got to have the same same thing. And so this weekend was a perfect example because I remember after that first loss we suffered, one of the kids was like, they started getting down. Well, I saw other kids, you know, getting down, and I was like, I'm going to tell you all something. I was like, there's like, even though we lost, it's – it's for a reason, you know, mm-hmm. God just want to show you, you know, you can't do it all just yourself. And so one of the things I was like, be thankful for that loss, you know, it kind of bring you back to earth. That's one of the things I wanted to get the, the kids to understand. It bring you back down, you know, that it show that you like, don't get too big headed, basically. Mm-hmm. It's all about perspective. Right. And, and I yes, think sir, when, definitely. We, when we have that thankful attitude, um, you know, it kind of changes our perspective and that's good. And after um, the FCA camp, you and I connected and, you know, you shared a little bit more about your journey and um, especially how you got to where you are at uh, University of Texas Permian Basin. Now you traveled a literally a tough road to get there. Um, you know, you mentioned a few minutes ago being at Tyler Junior College. So, you know, I'd love if you'd share with the listeners just kind of how you got to where you are today, getting to Tyler and, um you know, I know what you shared with me a couple of weeks ago about literally walking um, miles every day just to go work out. You know, talk about that journey to where you are today. Uh, yes, sir. So um, coming out of high school, 
you know, uh, my senior year, we won state. And so I was first team on state, you know, I had all these awards. And so I was thinking in my head, I was like, I got all this stuff, so I'm I'm surely going to get an offer. So after that December comes, you know, no coach talked to me. You know, January comes, February, March, April, no coach talked to me. So I'm like, man, is football really done? And so one day when I was just working out, uh, I met one of the guys that was on the TJC team, which he was, uh, he was from my hometown, but he came back to come practice with uh, the team. And so one of the coaches was like, "Hey, go get us, uh, go go talk to him about going up there and go play with uh, play with them." And I was like, "No, nah, I'm not trying to do that." He was like, "Bird, go do it." And I was like, "Fine." And so I went to go get his number. Then I ended up giving it to my head coach at the time, Lee Fedora, which he gave um he gave him a call. And Coach Palmer was like, "I can't make no guarantees." He was like, "We maybe going to pull up ten people." We was like, "We got 165 guys film. We're going to look at." And so I was like, "All right, I'm not really worried about it then." And so that was on the Friday, and on the Monday, he called back. He was like, hey, he was like, we want you to come during the summer. He was like, I want you to, but he was like, if you come during the summer, you got to be ready, you know. You can't you can't miss a step or anything like that. And I was like, yes, sir. And so one of my friends, that uh, one of the friends, he was going to go to Blinn. And so I told him, I was like, bro, I was like, I was like, I got a chance to be at TJC right now. And I was like, if you're trying to be with me, I was like, I'm trying to come work out every single day. And at the time, you know, I didn't have a car, and so – and, like, my parents and my mom was always at work. My dad always busy with something. And so it was just one of those things. It was just, like, I couldn't make the excuse. So uh, every single day we'll probably – it was a three-and-a-half-mile walk to the school and three-and-a-half-mile uh, back to my house. And so it was about a – I walked close to about seven miles a day, five days a week, every single – like, during that uh, – during the end of May all the way until August just to go work out. Because it was just one of those things I was, like – you know, if I was given this opportunity, God gave me this opportunity, so I need to, you know, use it to the fullest. I can't make no excuse. So every single day I got up there, worked out for about maybe three to five hours, and come home just tired, but it was worth it. I did that every single day, Monday through Friday. Whenever, Well, actually, whenever the gym was open, that's where we went. Because it was just like, it was one of those things that made it, it really went dear to me. Then so that happened, and so then I was like, okay, I'm about to go there summertime up there. And coach was like, well, we gave her spot away, but we have another opportunity for you. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and I was, that's one of the things I was like, do I still want to do it? And I prayed about it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to continue to do it. And so it was called the Redshirt Program. They still have it at TJC. So I did that. It was um, about, 100 and, 180, about 180, 120 guys in the Redshirt Program. And so I did that, made it out that semester, sum it up i made it out that semester maybe 10 of us made it you know spring training then you got guys still trying out to be on the team you know guys throughout the whole semester coming on and guys that's already on the team you competing against and so every single day i still woke up you know still went to go work out like before the team after the team went to go work out and so after that um i maybe got the seventh string i started off seventh string got all the way up to second string by the end of spring then at that point it was maybe about 300 to 400 guys that tried out for that team and come fall I was the only one that was still left playing and I didn't realize until I looked around and I was like there's nobody I started here in the redshirt program with and I was like there's nearly close to 400 guys that tried out but and so that was one of them things you know I got on that's how I got on the TJC team so I was there for two years then this past some uh, this past year I had no offers also so it was one of those things it was just like I was like, come on now. I was like, 
I got the size, you know, I got the talent, everything. I should have some type of offer, you know. Everybody telling me I got like D1 talent and size. And so I got to have something. So, you know, I went through the whole year, you know, playing, well, kind of playing, you know, kind of starting, getting a couple reps in every now and then. Then it was just after um, Trinity Valley game, I just was like, man, I really had no tackles, had no stats really like that, nothing really impressive. And so after the last three games, I maybe totaled, uh, before, like the first six games, I maybe had 36 tackles. The last three games, I had 51. Uh, yeah, I had 51. Against t- uh, Trinity Valley, I had 10 tackles, only played mostly the second half. Uh, New Mexico military, I had 19 tackles. And uh, Kilgore had 18 tackles. You know, I led the team in tackles. I think I led the conference. And I was top in the nation at that point, you know, tackles per game. So it was just one of those things. It was just like I saw that, and I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely got to get an offer now. I was like, come on. I was like, Alabama should be talking to me, you know, all like that. And so I was thinking that, and at that time, I had no offers. And my one of my coaches, my linebacker coach, was like, he was like, Bird, he was like, I know, he was like, I know you're a man of faith. And so he was like, just, he was like, keep faith in God, and I promise you he'll, he'll, work, he'll work for you. And I was like, yes, sir, coach, you know, I kept, you know, I kept, I kept praying about it, you know, I kept remaining faithful to God, and I had uh, a lot of offers at that point. Well, at that point, I would start, some offers were slowly rolling in, you know. I had a lot of Division Two offers, but I was really waiting for a Division One offer. But I was thinking that at that mind, I wanted to be there, but I think God wanted me to come here. You know, even though it's uh, it's maybe not Division One school, God placed me to be a UTPB for a reason. Mm. And so... I was like, okay, you know what? I only have these Division two offers, but I was like, the best thing for me to be in Texas still. And so I took the offer to UTPB, and that's where I'm at right now. You know, I'm still writing the story to my life right now as we speak, so definitely. That's awesome. That's a good testimony of, of um, you know, you, no matter how much talent you have, you still got to work hard. And are, oh, yes, and so are you willing to give it all? And if that means – walking three and a half miles each way to the gym, you know, are we willing to make the sacrifice to get to where we want to go? That's a, that's a good reminder um, for athletes and non-athletes alike. So um, what would you say would be uh, your greatest accomplishment so far on the field? You said on the field? Yeah. Ooh, that's kind of hard. Well, my greatest thing, I don't know if it's considered to be on the field, but it's just the fact of – me playing to have so much of an impact on other people's lives. You know, when I tell people that, it kind of knock them back to reality. That was like, it kind of gave them that, you know, that sense of, if you can do that, I can, you know, I can continue to push doing what I'm doing. So uh, if all the effect considers on the field type stuff, but that's one of those things is just like seeing how me just playing football impact people, you know, not just in, not just with sports, but it's just also with my education, too. Mm-hmm. But it's just seeing the fact that, you know, I, I tell people that I still have, like, I graduated with a three-point, I think a 3.5 GPA. You know, I graduated with honors at TJC. And I tell people that, you know, I was like, you can still be, you know, an athlete and still have grades. And so that's one of the things I think, I think they consider being a on-the-field accomplishment. So that's one of my greatest accomplishments right there, having people come telling me that. That's very good. Very good. What would you say maybe is the biggest challenge or disappointment so far in your career? 
Uh, my ooh, my biggest challenges, I would tell you, uh, amount of injuries I had. Mm. When I yeah, I probably injured almost every single part of my body since playing college ball. Didn't realize you can get this much injuries, but yeah, I have it all. I maybe uh, uh fractured a foot in my left. I fractured my middle torso bone in my left foot. Um, I'm just going to overview. Had bad knees. Dislocated my left kneecap. Um, have patella tendonitis on both knees. Um, what else do I have? My hips are out of line. Uh, have a bad back. You know, um, had a couple of shoulder pointers at times. Uh, what else? Couple concussions. Yeah. I'm just so you've overcome a lot, man. Oh yeah. There's a lot. I, I actually forgot a lot of them. Had a wow. couple things wrong with my ribs, but yeah, I had a lot of stuff happen. <laughs> Only sat out of two days of practice at the entire time, so I'm, I will wow. say that. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Um, talking about UTPB, uh, you mentioned to me before we started recording this conversation, this is your last week of spring ball. You got your spring scrimmage on Saturday. What's the outlook for the season? Well, well, for the season, I just want – I want the fact that we're to – well, for spring, I want everybody to gel together, you know, everybody to learn responsibilities that they need to uh, be, learn their places, learn the plays, you know, and just us to grow together. But so far for the season, you know, I just want the fact of we we work as a team and not as individuals. That's the one real big thing I, I hope for this team, you know, even though – because we, we, in our conference, being a Lone Star Conference, we got one of the best conferences in Division Two. It may be like our conference can definitely challenge a lot of Division One schools. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's one of those things is just I want our team to come together and understand the talent and the amount of the amount of work we have to do, you know, to get the goal that we want. Because they, you know, like every other team, they say they want to go to a conference championship. You know, they want to win rings and all like that. And I just want people to understand what it takes to actually win the ring. Mm. You know, I had to, you know, I had to honor and win a couple high school rings. And our, our head coach at the time was teaching us the same thing. He was like, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you can't work together, there's nothing you can't do. And that's just one thing that uh, we're understanding right now. And it's, it's actually working out. You know, we actually, our defense, well, from what I watched on film beforehand and what I, what we are defense now, our defense is really good this year, and the offense is right there. They're working to be a top offense in the conference. Wow, that's awesome! Hey, that's a good word too on teamwork. Uh, you can have, sir, you know, you can have a bunch of individuals with a lot of talent, or, um, but, you know, if you're not willing to work together, and that same, you know, that's true in sports. It's true in life. It's true in the church, and we all have to realize our individual roles and work together. That that's a good word. Any yes, any personal goals for the for the upcoming season? Uh, actually, I have a I have a goal sheet that I put on my wall. It's a few couple goals, you know. I just my main my main goal is uh, I have on on the top of my sheet is you know I say every game First Thessalonians five eighteen. So I just want to give thanks to God, you know, for that. But like one of my main things is just minimize my mental mistakes that I have, you know, and just basically just play hard, you know. Giving my giving my all, you know that was one one real big thing that at the beginning of my season, I mean, uh, the beginning of the season during my junior college years, I kind of slacked back, you know, because I mm. thought I had it made. It didn't when I really didn't have it, you know, I didn't have much 
Well, I didn't have much that I thought I was going to have. I realized that I had to give it my all. And so I have to, that's one thing I'm really trying to kick into myself now to understand that I don't have all the time in the world, you know, so I just got to, got to be willing to work with what time I have. Yeah. So I need to, I, I got to ask you, do you feel any added pressure, um, you know, being a, a man of faith, being a, a outspoken for Jesus, um, especially on a new team coming into a new college this semester? Is there any, um, do you feel added pressure because of that? Uh, yes, sir, definitely. Especially on the football field. It's one of those things that feel like you can't make a mistake. You can't, because, you know, on the football field, it's a physical sport. So, you know, tempers flare and, you know, people actions different. And so it's one of those things that just like, People, people try to get you out your out your comfort zone and out your mind. It's just one of those things you got to be like, you got to understand. And I want people to understand that that Christians ain't perfect. You know, we make mistakes just like you. And so it's just one of those things. That's one real big thing that I I, I struggle with this semester, especially on the team, is not trying to aim to be perfect, but understanding that um, that I know I'm gonna go through stuff, especially on playing football. Because, you know, it's a physical sport. So I just, but that's also a thing I'm working on is just to keep my cool on a lot of things. Mm. Well, that's good. Very good. So I know there's student athletes and coaches that listen to this podcast. So I'm going to ask you if you'd share some advice to them. I mean, it's no secret that, um, I mean, you just mentioned it. It's not always easy, um, especially in athletics, to, um, to live out your faith. Um, for various reasons. Um, and, you know, it's a whole other topic, but athletics is a platform. It can be used for good or for bad. And so, obviously, we want to encourage student athletes and coaches to use that platform for good, for advancing the kingdom, advancing the gospel. So what advice would you offer a student that, you know, is a believer in Jesus but maybe struggling in school um, and on their team to live out their faith? How would you encourage them to to be bold. Honestly, I tell I tell them just like understand that who you serve is a pow- is a powerful guy, you know. And so I don't like just like for me, that's one thing I struggle I struggle with, you know, cuz you know, I was a believer, but I didn't want people knowing cuz I didn't want people judging me. Then I realized one day I was like the same people, you know, I was like people going to talk about you to the day you die. And so it's just one of those things to just like, you know what? I was like, I understand that the fact of what I have, that what God gave me, and so I have to be boldly with it. And so I really had to pray about it, you know, talk to people about it and ask them, what should I do? And they told me just like, understand that it was like, you know, God is in control, you know, and that God has something for you. You don't want to block your blessing because you don't, you know, you don't want to be bold for them. This like, that's like one of those things just like, you know, when you at a football game, you know, you're like you're trying to get your team loud, you know, you're trying to get your team hype, but you can't because you want to be quiet. You know, you just don't want to do too much. That's one of those things you got to be willing to step out your comfort zone, be willing to work. And, you know, and actually, uh, I was reading about this the other day. This like uh, in David and Goliath, whenever uh, when the, the army sat back, whenever the guy was talking about the talking about God and the uh, Israeli army stepped back, the thousand stepped back. And uh, David stepped up, and he was the only one that did. And that's what a lot of people fall victim of doing. They didn't want to step up for the faith because it's, 
it's too many challenges that they seem like they'll face. And so they're like, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to be that dude. And so they'll step back. But you got to be that one who will step up and be willing to really work for your faith. And that's one thing I will tell you that is just understand that uh, that your blessings, what, um, that whatever you're going through right now, that God has a bigger blessing for you. So continue to work. That's good. Very good. Um, you talked a lot about um, your favorite scripture about being thankful. You mentioned scripture from Philippians 4. Do you have a favorite scripture right now that maybe God has laid on your heart? And um, if so, why? Yes, sir. Okay, so my favorite scripture right now for me is uh, uh, 1 Timothy 4 and 12. It's don't let anybody think less of you because you're young, but be an example to all the believers in what you say and the way you live and the way you love and your faith and your purity. And one reason I love that because, you know, well, because I am a youth, you know, I'm still in my 20s. But it's one of those things is just like, even though that I'm young, I can still set an example that the fact of, you know, just like uh, in Timothy and when he had the, when he was placed, you know, to lead the church, you know, he was basically had to, you know, he had basically had older people there, but he had to set an example. And especially for college kids, you know, you see older people in that desk. So there's a lot of older people out here, you know, people working in the oil field, you know, people who got jobs and families and all like that who aren't saved. And so when people see me, I, I want to be that guy who like who's uh, who set the example of like how I should live toward Christ. And so when I see that for myself, well, when I read that, I was like, man, that struck a chord to me because I was like, God is telling me with something that I was like, even though that I'm young, I should still set an example on the way I should live and how I should live. Mm, that's very good. That's excellent. So one more question. Um, you know, the name of our organization, All In Sports Outreach, comes from Colossians 3.17, and whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. And no matter what we do as an organization, sports camps, neighborhood outreach, going into schools and speaking, we always talk to the kids about, students about being all in, um, in our words and our actions, not just spiritually, but at home, um, as a son or a daughter, as an athlete, as a student, as a, as a sibling. So, um, and, and the term all in is, is used in all levels of athletics. Teams have adopted that as their motto for the year, you know, about being all in. So um, what does that mean to you um, specifically in your walk with Christ? What does it mean when you hear, you know, being all in with, with Christ? Well, when I hear all in, I, mean, uh, I get the understanding of me all the way in. It's not just like, not like, um, you know, just like the way I act, you know, it's like, it's more like, just like I said in four, uh, Timothy 4 and 12, it's just like all the pieces, you got to be all in. It can't just be, you know, just your faith. You can't just be like perfect. Uh, I was reading the scripture. He was like, um, love your, love your brother. And so you can't be one of those people who be like, I'll be faithful to you, but I'm gonna hate my brother. Cause that's still not all in. And so it's one of those things. It's just, you got to be willing to put all the pieces that God have for you all in for him. And that's what I get to understand the walk, like you're all in for Christ is. Yeah, that's great. Hey man, I do appreciate your time. I know you're a busy time with college and spring ball, but I appreciate you taking a few minutes to, um, you know, share your story and, and, you know, encourage me in my walk and encourage others. Uh, Yes, sir. Definitely. Thank you for having me. You bet. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your podcast, you know. 
You bet. I've been uh, listening to him, so it's definitely been an impact towards my life. You bet. And I just thank you for your encouragement to me, so appreciate it. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. Thank you to Bird for taking time out of his busy college schedule um, in the middle of spring ball and classes to be on the podcast and to just share his story. I've just been encouraged over the last couple of months getting to know him, just his his passion for Jesus, his passion for pouring into to students and and talking about his journey, how difficult his journey was to get to where he is today, but um, just to be bold in their faith. So um, just thankful for him. I hope you were encouraged by the conversation as I have been and just as you just heard a glimpse of his his story Um, thank you for listening we ask you to to share this podcast with your family and friends share it with the student athletes share with a coach that may need to be encouraged today Um, you can always stay in touch with us you can visit our Facebook page at all in sports outreach there you can contact us we love hearing from you. You can find out opportunities to pray for us, to serve with us, opportunities to give. Also on our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org, find out any and everything you want to know about our organization. Um, also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Um, social media is the best place to keep up to date on our current opportunities to, to pray, serve, and give. And lastly, we ask you to go to iTunes if you enjoyed this podcast and leave us a review. The more reviews we have, the greater the platform we have to continue to spread the gospel through media, sharing stories of faith and sports. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Until next time.